Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. In this episode, we're talking hustlers, Gemini men. Plus all the latest movie news and trailer news. Let's go. So this week, Tim and I saw Hustlers, starring Jennifer Lopez, Constance Wu, and Julia Stiles. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I really enjoyed this movie. It was so fun. Yeah. I, if you look at how the how it was marketed, you were delivered a completely different film, mm-hmm. which is what confused me when... I wasn't interested in seeing this movie at all based on the trailers and whatever. Mm. And then it started gaining a lot of notoriety and interest in the festival circuit. And then the big headline, J-Lo Oscar buzz mm-hmm. started to started to come out and that kind of piqued my interest, but I still didn't believe it until I saw it. Well, before we get into that, do you want to say a bit about what the story is about? Uh, so the story is about this group of women who work in this uh, strip club and they are kind of part of this world where everyone from the bouncers to the DJ to the guys who own the place get a cut out of everything mm-hmm. and they end up with not a great deal of cash. The character played by Constance Wu befriends J-Lo, character Ramona, and she kind of takes her under her wing and shows her the ropes and how to really squeeze the pennies out of the mm-hmm. Wall Street you know, money makers, and then they kind of hustle together and start their own sort of little thing on yeah, the side, yeah. and that's where things start to unravel or come to the surface. When you say she took her under her wing, it's more mm-hmm. like under her fur coat, her luxurious yeah. fur coat. I mean, that's where you kind of, well, you're introduced to Ramona, J-Lo, in a stunning piece of cinema where it kind of reminded me of Demi Moore and Striptease, but... Mm. 
you know, this real women empowerment kind of really owning the space. And she was absolutely incredible. And then you have this tender moment after that on the rooftop of the club, Mm. you know, under a fur coat. I got a real sense of what Jayla was bringing to the role and I was on board from there on end. She was absolutely incredible and all this Oscar buzz, I think. You're unconvinced. No, she was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Jennifer Lopez puts in an incredible performance in Mm. here. She's outstanding. Like, I can't even find the words to Mm. describe her. She's amazing. But I really thought that Constance Wu was the standout. Okay. She had more to do and more to play with. She was the central character. Yeah, she had a lot more to do in terms of character development, I think. Yeah. We didn't really get any backstory about Jennifer Lopez's character, Ramona. No, and I agree. I I totally know what you're saying, but it almost, to me, it, it didn't really matter. I didn't really need to know. I mean, you kind of got a bit of a taste into her family life, but Mm. this was a very glamorized way of looking into that world, but also kind of dipped you into reality Mm. every now and then how up and down it was because the story, Mm. it takes you through the GFC from 2008 and how that kind of impacted how they made money, how they made money, their industry and the sacrifices they had to make. Glamorous is an understatement. (laughs) The lives they were living were extravagant. Yeah, yeah to excess Mm. yeah they really took you into this world of fun cars money like it it was like living in a jennifer lopez music video (laughs) it was a little bit yeah (laughs) don't you think did you were you distracted the fact that it was j-lo ever no she's fantastic Mm. no doubt about it she's a great actress Mm. she has the chops yeah for sure i couldn't wait for her to be on the screen again and i was actually surprised for some reason i went in thinking she had a supporting role Mm. but she really didn't she was in it for majority of the Mm. film i think would you call it a supporting role though you're kind of looking at me weirdly no no she's one of the main characters definitely i just thought that if you were going to compare all the characters constance Wu was Mm. the standout for me okay fair enough what I was distracted by was Jennifer Lopez's booty. <laughs> many, many close-ups of Jennifer Lopez's backside. Well, and you... what a backside! Oh, it's like the best backside in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and she's 50. Anyway, she basically looked better than anyone else in that whole movie. It was incredible. Yeah. The music was incredible too. What oh, the soundtrack the was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, even though it was set in the early... 2000s mm. there was a lot of 90s throwbacks there yeah. was even some frankie valley which was really fun yeah, yeah, yeah. as i said it really was like living in a music video yeah and it definitely helped further the story that they picked the right moments to really hero a track from that from mm. that era and how that kind of portrayed things that were going on um there was a lot of slow-mo in this movie <laughs> which, I, which I loved i mean you know that can be overused from time to time but they seem to find the right beats here. Well, what I want to talk about is the tone because mm-hmm. when you I mentioned earlier about the trailer mm-hmm. made it seem like I had a friend who said it felt more like a Ocean's Eleven type thing, mm. but it was it was very different <clears throat> because the Ocean's Eleven mm. moments weren't all the way through. They kind of came and went as mm. they were kind of like hustling and doing their thing, but it was a lot more serious than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's a lot of depth to this mm. film, and I think Jennifer Lopez brought a, an amazing amount of depth to her character, mm. considering mm. that there wasn't a lot of backstory and there wasn't a lot for her to work with there. Yeah. She wasn't a particularly likable character in no. a lot of instances. She was part of doing awful things. And she didn't seem to really care about her friends she gave the illusion that she cared about her friends but she was really out for herself no you're right she was she was endearing but likable isn't because you think oh would i be friends with someone like Mm. that and the answer to that is no Mm. but i enjoyed watching how she kind of interacted with the people in her life 
but it was to benefit herself a lot of the time. Yeah. And even as literal as saying, you ungrateful bitch at one point or mm. something like that. I'm like, mm. like, you just did a really shit, awful, illegal thing. Yeah. And you're making her feel bad about having a bit of humanity. But this is where Jennifer Lopez put in an incredible performance mm. because she was so charismatic. So, so I could understand how That's the girls... the word. So I could understand how the girls just kept flocking to her, but then I also couldn't understand why. You know what I mean? On one hand, I'm like, why are you friends yeah. with this person? And on the other hand, I was like, oh, but she's attractive and fun mm. and she just yeah. pulls you in and yeah. Jennifer Lopez did an incredible job of that. So I can see why people are talking Oscar buzz, but if mm. you were going to compare people, I just don't want to discount Constance Wu. No, and in no way do I think she was discounted as a, as a result. And I thought she was really strong, mm. but I think the performance that really stood out for me in being convincing and really interesting and dynamic was JLo. I mean, I found it interesting that I was, I found myself cheering for these ladies, mm. even though they've broken the law they weren't yeah. all that likable, really. And on the surface, what they did was pretty reprehensible. So it's, it's sold as a sort of feminist uprising kind of story where the women are taking back power from these Wall Street douchebags who have treated them like crap. And you want to cheer them on in that. But at the same time, you have that journalist who's listening to their story. She's kind of us going, well, this is actually pretty awful. You know, one minute she's sort of supporting them and cheering them, and the next minute she's like, oh, that's actually pretty fucked up. Yeah, those moments were quite funny. So Julia Stiles was the journalist, and mm. some of the things that she was learning and talking about made her feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I wasn't particularly convinced by Julia Stiles' performance. I don't know whether it was the way that it was written, mm. but I just have this sense of a journalist who's got it together and pushes the boundaries and mm. I felt like she was a bit soft in her character portrayal. Of course you knew this was happening or coming about. Why are you reacting mm. in this way? I think the journalist and Julia Stiles as the journalist was more a plot device to get things moving because sure. the way this story came out is that it was based on a New York magazine article. So these women are based on real people mm. and they told their story to a New York magazine journalist. Right. And it was good that we revisited that throughout the movie mm. to, you know, push the plot along, like you said. Yeah, so they're telling the story through this frame, mm. this window of the journalist. Yeah. But she wasn't very prominent, really. Not really, no. What would you give this out of five? Mm, I don't know. I think I would give it a good, like, three and a half mm-hmm. popcorn kernels, I think. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought Jayla was excellent. I'm very curious to see whether she just lands that standard Golden Globe nomination or whether it will push out to the Oscars, mm. you know, soon after. She may get the nomination, but I'm not convinced that she'll win an Oscar this year. Yeah, we'll see what the what she's up against too. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd give it the same, three and yeah. a half. Yeah. Solid, solid. Let's talk Gemini Man. Oh, oh. I would rather not. <laughs> Look. Oh dear. No surprise here. Gemini Man is awful, and there's so many different layers to this. So Gemini Man, I can't, it's hard because I didn't believe the plot or the story. It was mm-hmm. just dumb. This movie was dumb. And it had such innovative promise. Yeah, just a headline. The thing that let it down most was its dialogue, its script, its story. I could not believe, sorry, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. I could not believe that Ang Lee was the director behind this movie because it did not feel like an Ang Lee movie. Mm. He, he directs actors in these beautiful moments. He's always worked with really beautiful scripts. Mm. I don't know why he took this role. I think he was probably distracted by... The opportunity to innovate with technology, you know. Do a bit um, of a James Cameron. Yeah. You know, this film was made with 125 frames per second, like the high frame rate stuff in 3D, which I didn't see it in that technology. I actually refused to because um, 
I had the worst cinematic experience of my life seeing The Hobbit, the first Hobbit movie in high frame rate. And I never want to experience that again because it just looked so awful and it distracted me completely from what was already a pretty average movie. But I came out like steam out of my ears going like, what have they done? It looks like a daytime soap. And it was just, the movie was weirdly in in fast forward and it it made it look like it was all shot on a green screen but badly and Mm. anyway so I didn't want to go down that road even you know six seven years later but you could see in how they filmed it in digital and the sorts of cameras that it still looked like a lot of a lot of the green screen Mm. I don't know whether that was like depth perception like I don't know it just messed with that giving it that actual position in reality do you know what like kind Mm. of looked like it was on a green screen the whole time And it didn't feel like a big movie, big budget. The action just looked cheap in a way. Anyway, so the story, if I can figure it out in my head, is that Will Smith is a hitman, basically, Mm. and he does his last hit and he wants to retire, but he kind of gets hunted down by his own... uh, Clone. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, he needs to be removed because they think he's been given classified information and whatever and then for whatever reason like there's this gemini man project where they're making these super soldiers and yada yada where they're not tarnished by a conscience they're kind of like bred to be Mm. the best sort of um soldiers Mm. and they clone him Mm. because he's the best but they don't want him and his baggage or whatever but at the end of the day he's got baggage because Of what he's been told that he's... I don't know, like... I think you can see what this movie was aiming to do in terms of story, that human nature will trump technology every time. So even though they bred these super soldiers to be clones and just Mm. do the task at hand, this young one starts questioning and, you know, human nature eventually sort of comes through. Mm. That's what they were aiming for, but... It was weird because he was raised from a boy to an adult. Mm. So, like, how can you avoid... Yeah. Him having... Anyway, it was strange that they sent him to kill him. And it was like some of the interactions and the dialogue between all these really random characters just didn't make sense. It was trying to be funny. The pace was off. Will Smith looked embarrassed to be in this movie. (laughs) It was so strange. They were getting all these vibes. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And it was kind of, it's hard to explain. I don't know whether it was, it was definitely in the script and the dialogue. That was its biggest flaw, this mm. movie. It was almost like the editor couldn't piece these scenes together to make them snappy enough and flowy. Mm. And even when they're trying to land jokes, I'm just like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, we need to move on. Um, it was just all really odd and strange. 
and there were weird kind of character interactions and then they'd end up going for a drink together and I'm just like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do I sound confused? Yes, because I am confused. Yeah. I give it like one. Oh. Like, yeah. No. It was really, really quite terrible. That's quite Oh, Clive Owen's in it. And there's kind of like these just textbook exposition scenes with him and this other lady within the, within the company and it's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, it, like he's a great actor, and he can't even deliver those deliver those lines. Right. So cliched. Let's move on to news, please. Just... <laughs> quick, quick, let's leave that behind. So we have a release date now for the new Ghostbusters movie. Mm. We're getting it July twenty twenty at this stage. Mm-hmm. Down under, it's a direct sequel to the nineteen eighty nine second film in the yeah. series. So they're completely discounting the female reboot. Yeah. which has made everyone very angry. Yeah. Uh, and most of the original actors are returning, which is yeah. very exciting. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that upsets me a bit because I actually quite liked mm. that movie. It was better than I thought. I'm sure there would have been a way that they could have given a nod to that at least, mm. not just completely ignore it and discount it. Do you think they're going to feature any of the female cast no. somewhere? No, I think they've completely just okay. So it's not it. part of the canon at all? No. Which is a real shame because mm. I didn't think it was a bad movie. No, neither did I. I quite enjoyed it. But I went in with really low expectations. Speaking of low expectations, <laughs> yeah. The Grudge is coming on January 30 next year. Yeah, so this is a, a reboot, isn't it? Yeah. It was in development healthy years where they originally meant to be a fourth film. I didn't mm. realise there were three uh, <laughs> to begin with. This one's going to be starring Andrea Riseborough and Betty Gilpin. Who are they? Betty Gilpin is in Glow, the series about the wrestling. Okay, fair enough. Great series. So this is the first one not to have anything to do with the original creator and director who started these films. So he's not even, he's not involved at all. So do you know what that means? Red flags. Yeah, red flags, absolutely. When you have the original creators or directors remove themselves from a creative project, understandably they can't keep churning out the same stuff throughout their whole career, but it kind of makes you think that, it's just a cash cow. Yeah, exactly. Mm, mm. This, this this stuff fascinates me. So there's going to be a, another Cinderella movie, but mm. it's going to be a musical. And this is where I get confused about film rights and who owns what. Mm. So did Disney not own the film rights to Cinderella anymore? Or is it kind of like, how does that work? But this one is starring Camila Cabello. And Idina Menzel is now in talks to play the evil stepmother, which is a great piece of casting. Yeah. You know, we had Disney's remake of their... Um, it was like the first of the animations becoming... Um, Live action. And that starred Kate Blanchett as the evil stepmother, mm. which is a fantastic piece of casting. But this is a, a musical version, so keen to see how they pull this one together. Yeah. There's going to be a new spin-off side project to the John Wick series. That's a cash cow. Everyone's loving Keanu Reeves and the John Wick renaissance at the moment. (laughs) And this one's going to be directed by Len Wiseman, and it's called Ballerina. And it focuses on a young assassin who takes revenge when her family is killed. So Ballerina has been a sort of background character in the John Wick series. So Mm -hmm. they're taking that story and fleshing it out into a a side hustle. Yeah. Is there talks that Keanu will... He's going to Feature. produce. No, he's going to produce. Okay, right. But I'm sure he'll put himself in there. Well, yeah. I mean, it might. they might talk to John Wick Chapter 4. Mm. It's challenging the MCU. It's <laughs> going to be this 23 yeah. film well, we complete, saga. We completely lost the Dark Universe. What ever happened to the Dark Universe? Oh, on Universal? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fascinating story because the first film in that Dark Universe 
which was bringing back all their universal mm. monsters, so Frankenstein, Invisible Man, everything. And they did The Mummy with Tom Cruise mm. and um, Russell Crowe played Jekyll and Hyde. I was really interested to see his Jekyll and Hyde movie. Yeah, I yeah. would have really liked it. Yeah. I actually didn't hate The Mummy. I didn't hate no. it. And I was really interested to see how they were going to continue the story through this dark universe, and I think they did quite a good job in setting that up and linking some of the stories. And I thought Russell Crowe was actually really good. And they went so far as to release a pic of, um, who was it? Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. He had Tom Cruise in his role. Russell Crowe's Jekyll and Hyde. Was Benicio Del Toro in there some? Or Javier Bardem. Hmm. I think maybe he was Wolfman or something. Anyway, it was this big thing. It was this huge PR moment. And then the mummy didn't do so well. Yeah. And they pulled the pin on the whole thing. No. Just be like the DCEU and just yeah. keep pushing out. Oh, but, I mean, they're, yeah, they just keep digging, aren't they? They're 12 feet under right now. <laughs> and that's still coming out. There's still lots. But yeah. who knows how they're going to pick up the pieces. Yeah. But, yeah, rest in peace, Dark Universe. We'll just have to just put that poster up on the wall, the car <laughs> shop, and just imagine how it would have come together. We hardly knew you. <laughs> One movie in a, yeah. in a proposed, like, six-movie franchise. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move on to trailers. So onwards, Pixar's mm. new film about two elf brothers starring Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, mm-hmm. and they head out to find enough magic to bring their father back from the dead. Now, we never got a taste of exactly what the plot points were until this new trailer came out, mm. and finally we're getting that comedy, that originality, mm. that quirkiness that Pixar just nail every time. Yeah, so they was, half bring their dad back yeah, from the dead, literally. Just legs. Just legs. Yeah, <laughs> and they've only got one day 24 hours to they could have 24 hours with him once they start Mm. this spell because their dad left them behind a a wizard staff which is pretty exciting because the world isn't as magical as it used Mm. to be now and they go on this quest to finish off that transformation to bring their dad back and spend that Mm -hmm. kind of one more moment together this looks like so much fun yeah i'm really i I was excited before but i'm really you know you know it's going to pull on the heartstrings as well oh absolutely you're thinking uh, on the surface going, ooh, like there's someone who's like half a body, like he's just legs. It's a little <laughs> bit twisted and a bit, that could go bad. But it seems like those legs are going to give off the most personality of mm. any character in the movie. Yeah. And that's what excites me about animation because they can just get away with these crazy things yeah. and really nail it. So we've got another trailer for Pain and Glory starring Antonio Banderas and it's about mm. a director reflecting on his life and the choices he's made. Mm. And you've seen this one I have, yeah. at the film festival earlier yeah. in the year. I have not, but I am going to see it very soon. Mm-hmm. And it earned um, Antonio Banderas a Best Actor at the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. So He is brilliant in this movie. Well, I won't go into details. We'll talk about it. You know, in a couple of weeks when you've seen it. But this is definitely a movie to watch. Mm. Check out the trailer. It's, yeah, it's a really beautiful story. Very funny too. We've got a new trailer for Charlie's Angels. Now, this new trailer has actually turned me around a little bit. I was really concerned about this movie because I really loved the Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz iteration. It was really fun. And I was just really worried that this film is going to take itself too seriously. And this new trailer has given us a bit more of that silly Charlie's Angels fun that you've come to expect from this franchise. No. <laughs> no. Tim's face, guys, if you can see Tim's face right Holding now. Holding my breath. No, I'd want to hear you out. What? I got from the trailer a tone of fun, a bit more lightheartedness, I think. And I was worried it was going to be taking itself way too seriously. Yeah. Look, it's hard to take the IP of Charlie's Angels and make it too serious. So I agree that it needs to be exactly 
how you anticipate it to be. Mm. Although I just thought this was an awfully put together trailer. It was choppy. It was confusing. Mm. It was like all over the shop. And it didn't make me feel any better about, you know, putting my bum on the seat and watching this. Mm. Will I give it a shot? Yeah, I will. Absolutely. I'll give it a shot. I do like Elizabeth Banks. I'm very interested in the fact that she wrote and directed it. Yes. And I've got every faith in her being able to pull something together that's really great. I just think this film is proving itself really difficult to communicate exactly what sort of movie it's trying to be. Yeah. That's where I'm, I'm unconvinced and I'm not feeling anything good about it at the moment, but I need to give it the benefit of the doubt. It's a two-minute trailer. Mm-hmm. The movie's two hours. Like, some movies nail it and don't in the trailer. I think Onward really nailed mm-hmm. the sort of movie you're going to get. Charlie's Angels don't has not. No. We also got a trailer for Jungle Cruise starring The Rock and Emily Blunt. Now, this is definitely a cash cow. It's based on a Disneyland theme park ride. Mm. But it's going to be fun, and I love this pairing. I love the pairing. Don't love the trailer. No. This is a bit of a negative trailer section for me, but this movie, it just feels like there's going to be nothing in it. There's going to be no substance to it whatsoever. It's a fun Disney movie. You know that's what you can expect. Yeah. I just, I wasn't convinced by the sorts of comedy it was trying to pull off. Just going to be really in your face, ham fisted, whatever, which again, could really work in the Mm. end. They put a lot of money into it though. It looks Mm -hmm. expensive. Well, you know how I love The Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also love Emily Blunt. I love everything she does. Well, I'll go see it for Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. You go see it for The Rock. <laughs> and we'll meet in the middle. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so what's coming next week? October 17. There's lots coming next week. We've got Judy, which we've already seen and reviewed. Yes. So yeah. We had sneak peeks this past week of that film. But the actual official release date is October 17. And it's only in limited cinemas, so... Please go out and see it because yeah. it's a beautiful film. It's, that's a real shame that it's limited, but it's definitely something you need to make the effort to kind of maybe go to a cinema a few suburbs mm-hmm. away to catch it. It's just a really beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. Uh, Zombieland Double Tap mm. is coming. Yep. Sequel to Zombieland from about a decade ago. Yeah, about 10 years um, ago. Yeah, we'll see what this is like. But all the original cast are back, so mm. that's also pretty exciting. Uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, of course. Yeah. Paying for this one, another Disney one in the year of Disney. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, returning to the role of Maleficent. This has had a very glamorous premiere, yeah. slate, debut, all the rest of it. So, yeah, I, I didn't love the first one, but I enjoyed it. We'll see what the sequel delivers. If anything, just for Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, definitely. And there's also a movie called Strange But True. It's about a woman who surprises the family of her deceased boyfriend by revealing that she's pregnant with his child, but he died five years ago. <laughs> da da da! <gasps> oh, you've got me in. I want to see this movie immediately. It stars Greg Kinnear and a whole bunch of other people. I do like Greg Kinnear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are telling you to go and see Hustlers. Yep. Boobies, t- butts, and beats. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, Cardi B, Lizzo. Yeah. They were really good in yeah. this. I thought they might have been distracting. Lily Reinhardt was amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so good. Yeah. And then we're also telling you to not see Gemini Man. Just avoid. Whatever. Catch it when it's on Netflix or Stan, you know, in a couple of months, and that'll do. Yeah. But that's it for another week. That's it. Well, we'll catch you next time. We'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.